All right, everyone, we are back for the second part. We are back for the second part of the, the uh, fight companion here. Uh, as we had the uh, the limitation on the old Podbean, for those in the YouTube chat, uh, you just had silence for a couple minutes here while I went and took a piss and got everything uh, set back up. But we are glad you are here. This is the Other Ground Live Fight Companion Edition. We are here every Saturday night that there are fights and spending our time with you. If you are enjoying the banter, feel free to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, or on the pod bean, hit that follow button. This also will end up being available on Spotify or iTunes. Not sure why you would actually want to download and listen to this, but if you do, more power to you. This is Big Dalton. And we just watched Fabricio Verdum make an excellent comeback compared to that uh, last fight versus Alexi Olenek. Looking like an absolute monster against Alexander Gustafson and his foray into the heavyweight division. Verdum is apparently saying something important in Portuguese. Looks like he might be getting slightly choked up from it. Don't know what's going on there, but uh, yeah, whatever's going on in Portuguese, go Fabricio Verdum. Yeah, right, Richard, uh, in the podcast chat, saying, damn, pork us. Absolutely. I mean, he was looking good on the feet. Definitely looks like he can belong in the heavyweight division. But damn, like, you run into this Fabricio Verdum, I don't care who you are. If it was if it was Stipe on the ground, he's getting submitted there. If it's Cormier on the ground, he's getting submitted there. Like, there is no heavyweight fighter in history that ends up in that arm bar position with a with a drive for Fabricio Verdum and does not leave the loser of that fight. Oh, and here is our teaser for next week. Edmund Shabazian versus Derek Brunson. I can't help but feel that Shabazian, despite being 11-0, and 0, 
needs to find a better fight camp because I'm sorry, but Edmund pretty much ruined the entire idea of Ronda Rousey, and I don't trust him being an MMA coach for this guy either. I may be wrong, but I'm just going to assume I'm not because Edmund Tarvadian is just a terrible coach. Excellent call, Homelander. Yeah. Verdum. Like, it's amazing that that, that this Verdum that just basically steamrolled Alex, Alexander Gustafson is the same guy that got tooled up by Alexi Olenek. Like, how is that a thing? So, Richard Homelander, who do you got for uh, Shabazian versus Derek Brunson? I know it's a little early, but... Homelander, welcome. How's it going? I didn't even mean to call in. I was trying to hit fucking post. God damn. <laughs> this thing's fucked up. Uh, huh? Yeah. Um, I'm sorry, what'd you ask me? Uh, for next week, Derek Brunson versus Shabazian. Who you got? Uh, Christ. Uh, probably Shabazian. Brunson's, I think, kind of, I don't know what, how old he is now, but he hasn't looked all that great uh, since what Bobby Knuckles tuned <clears throat> since Bobby Knuckles tuned him up, and that's been probably three years ago. Yeah, it's got to be pretty close. I mean, Whitaker's been out for a while just now, period. And before yeah. that, he had, you know, Adesanya and Romero twice, and it was before that. Yeah. So, yeah, and that kid does look really good despite uh, mid-30s, durable says. So, All right. So yeah. how, do you, how do you feel about Shabazian being coached by Edmund? Like, yeah, at what point do you know. think that screws I, him? I guess it depends on what the supporting staff's like at Glendale Fight Club or whatever the fuck that dump is called that he runs. I mean, the kid's super fucking talented, so it might be one of those deals where as long as a guy is competent holding mitts, and he's got somebody to, you know, train him on the ground, and it's not going to matter who he goes with, uh, I suppose, because he, he looks fucking great. Yeah, he looks, he looks great, and he's looked great in his fights. It's just, it's hard to think that they have any sort of great coaching staff there, just knowing, you know, Edmund's kind of oh, ego yeah, around yeah. things. Yeah, he seems like a complete dickhead and an idiot. Remember when he was trying to uh, posture up on Dennis Hallman on the Ultimate Fighter, Rousey? Oh, uh, God. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was whatever. a cringy um, season. Misha. Yeah, it was pretty bad. But yeah, I just wanted to basically come in. I figured uh, Richard Gere's missing dribble would be in here. And I, he, I think he and I were the only ones that actually talked about the Verdum Gustafson fight because I don't think anybody else cared about it. Yeah, I figured Verdun would come back and look pretty sharp, and he did. So happy. I was about hoping that. for it because a competitive Verdun is a, is great for a division. It's just, I don't know. I had a hard time believing that he was going to be able to turn around relatively quickly after looking that terrible into looking well, this Olenek good. Has Olenek has a very awkward but somewhat effective striking, despite what it looks like. He's been pretty decent at it even on the fights that he's lost he hasn't looked horrible or totally outclassed and i think he got a crow cop with a scarfold choke <clears throat> like 
probably five years ago now. But um, and we talked about him before because he used to fight at 205. Chael beat him in Bodog in like 2006, I think. Um, but yeah, he, he looked bad, bad stylistic fight for him. And after Anthony Smith ran through Gustafson last time, I figured he probably wouldn't be looking too great at heavyweight. <clears throat> Yeah, I think I was I was more reacting almost to just how bad Verdum looked. And yes, Olenek's a bad style matchup anyway. But like even physically, he just looked off. Like yeah. he didn't look that way tonight. Like he looked great tonight. So like if this is going to be the Verdum moving forward again, like he's he's scary for anybody out there at heavyweight. Yeah, he might have two more decent fights in him since it take that'll it'll take you know twelve to fourteen months for him to get those two fights, the way the UFC operates. Well, at least it's in the heavyweight division, right? To where like two yeah. fights can put you in a title fight, being that it's yeah. the most shallow division ever. Yep, definitely. I mean, hell, it was what like last year that people were talking, hey, maybe Andre Arvlosky has another title fight in him. Yeah, I thought that was pretty ridiculous. I mean, he's still going to be a tough matchup for anybody outside of the top ten, or a lot of them anyway especially depending on styles, but like to think he was going to get a title shot was pretty stupid. <clears throat> but hey, man, I'm getting a call here, so I got to drop off, but uh, might call in before the show's over. We will be here, and uh, yeah, congrats on picking Verdum and looking way more intelligent than me. <laughs> Thanks. All right, later. Later. And over on the YouTube feed, uh, Aaron something. Yeah, Brunson is absolutely... It's, it looks like he is kind of getting served up to Shabazian. So we'll see how that goes next week. How's everybody feeling about this fight? The fight that originally occurred in 2005, and it is 2020. And this is a co-main event on a UFC card. Number one... What in the blue hell is going on? Number two, who asked for this? Number three, who actually wants to watch this? Like, I almost feel kind of weird right now. This almost reminds me of uh, Kimbo Slice versus Dada 5000. Only these guys are, you know, a million times more talented and technical, but it's like, you pretty much are just trotting out two guys that Probably neither one of them should be in an octagon anymore. Just for, I, I don't know, nostalgia? Is that what this is? And yeah, Aaron, a lot of people, like Shogun, classic Shogun was so fun to watch. Coming out of Pride and kind of the start in the UFC, like that Shogun, he at one point was the baddest dude on the planet. Unfortunately, that was also, you know, 10, 12 years ago. It's amazing he's still out there. Like, think of the other guys at that time. Like, you're talking, well, I guess you're talking about the Nog Brothers, right? <laughs> like, they were still a thing. Fedor was still the king of the world. Like, we were back at a point where, like, in the UFC, you were talking about, you know, this great new guy coming over to the UFC and Rampage Jackson. Like... The world was different, and we're watching the same fight. I have absolutely no 
no idea how to take this. Like, I, I think I would be okay if these commercials just kept running and they just, you know, go to the end of the fight and just show me the decision. I don't think I want to watch either of these guys, you know, hit each other in the face. And Aaron, I absolutely respect the legend that, that is Shogun. It's just, at this point, like, how, how deep can you go? Like, let's just... If we think of, of Shogun, at this point, how old is he? Okay, he's only 38, so he's not ridiculously old, but in fight years, like this guy's first fight was in 2002. His fight career can go to a strip club now, but well, depending on the state. Like, I'm not sure I, I even know how to take that. Like, I, I didn't even realize that it went back that far. But his very first fight, November of 2002 in Mecca World Valley Tudo. Not but a year later, he was out there in Pride in the Bushido series. 2006, when he broke his arm versus Mark Coleman. 2007, when Forrest Griffin shocked the world and beat him. His UFC um, Hall of Fame fight versus Dan Henderson. Like, that was, what, 2014, 2011? I think they fought twice, right? I just don't know what to think. And Aaron, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I would love to see Shogun come out, look like old Shogun, maybe get that clenched knee, you know, Nogueira a few times in the face and it just be over. The crazy part is, is you also look at, you know, Rogerio Nogueira, and this guy has looked like he was 40 years old since the time he was 20. And now he is, he is at least 40, right? Yeah, 44 years old. All, it started fighting one year prior, started fighting in 2001 as opposed to 2002 for Shogun. Man. This one absolutely hits all of the nostalgia feels. And Joe Keen on YouTube, top five active fighters. Depends on who you consider active. I would probably say Habib, Israel Adesanya, Stipe Miocic, Daniel Cormier. And I'm just going to consider him active for just the purposes of this. 
John Jones, what do you think? Oh, Aaron's Bukaki. Why are you not on Podbean? That's where you live. All right, here we go, boys. About to start. Nagara definitely needs to shave his hair because that's barely holding on there. All right, here we go. Both kind of feeling each other out, which you'd kind of expect at this point, being that they fought twice. Like, I don't know what either brings that would be be new from the uh, the first two fight times they fought. Uh, it's interesting, Bukaki. I, yeah, I figured that like you would have been more of the, the Podbean versus YouTube, but happy to have you on YouTube as well. Good to see some old faces, different platforms, same people. Joking with a couple leg kicks here. Definitely kind of, I'm not going to say vintage Shogun, because he's, he's not really putting forth that kind of uh, output yet. And Homelander, yeah, Shogun looking to really sit down in the shots. He's yeah, he he does look kind of slow and plodding. Wonder how much of that is age, and how much of him just trying to conserve some energy and really just look for the for the big blow. Yeah, I'm with you as far as that being kind of 50-50, a little bit of both. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't want to see either of these guys just get flatlined, but I would almost rather this see a or rather see this be a one round fight than a three round decision. Yeah, I'm with you, Homelander. Neither one is looking good here. Like, this is your classic lean on the cage. Neither guy has to put forth that much effort. We'll just throw kind of, you know, pot shots. Hey, Sly. Welcome back. How you doing? Yeah, Homelander, I saw that. Looked like you were calling in again. I, I, I'll wait for a second ring or so before I pick up. I'm assuming that's just happening while you're trying to post. Yeah, 
and joking on YouTube, uh, Kamaru Usman is absolutely a bad, bad dude. I think one of the problems is, is he has a tendency to get a little bit boring if the competition is high enough. Like, obviously, with what he did with Masvidal, he absolutely pretty much destroyed him. But it wasn't something that was going to, you know, gain a lot of fans. But, yeah, there's not many guys that weight class that's going to give Kamaru Usman any sort of problem. I think the interesting thing to watch will be, and I'm, I'm absolutely, like, reacting on recency bias here. But I think give about two years to Chimaev. And then a fight with him and Usman could be super fun to watch. Yeah, guys, as far as Podbean, and we've had a lot of people say that that new chat window is garbage. I think for some reason on Bluestacks, it just hasn't made me update. And I guess I'm glad it has. Few shots here. Rogerio. Easing up a little bit of boxing. Jogan definitely responding back, but. Shogun with a takedown. Did not see that one happening. That's what we'll see happen here. Like, obviously, we know that the Nogueira brothers were always known for their guard, but. I mean, we didn't necessarily watch them at 45 years old. End of the first round, I don't think anybody won. And that includes the fans. Not sure any of us necessarily needed to see that. And I have no idea who I would even, you know, score that round for. And Robert, no, I did not catch the LFA fight last night. I think I saw a few things on Twitter. Uh, my choice last night was the Bellator card. It was interesting watching uh, Aaron Pico look like an absolute mauler again. The way he should look. So that was a fun time. Other than that, watching, you know, Claxton kind of get screwed on a decision, but it's a boring fight. So if he got screwed, I'm not too... Not too sad about that one. And then watching Sergio Pettis come out, look great. Maybe he's one of the new faces of Bellator. Maybe we can finally get, you know, a decently rostered Bellator out there putting on fights every week to combat some of this uh, UFC coverage. And Richard, I absolutely agree that they mismanaged Pico's career to start out with. I think just all the hype job with, with Pico, knowing he had such a background in wrestling, he had great hands, started training boxing at a young age. And when he, you know, came out of the gate, like he looks like a world beater. And you got to take those guys slow. Like there's very few fighters that you can come in and just, you know, strap a rocket to them on their first five fights and not have any stumbling blocks. I think the kid has a long, long, career left ahead of him and he could absolutely be a champion in Bellator I would love to see him end up in the UFC at some point just because of like that wrestling background is crazy and another fun one to think about and this will be after the Olympics next year thinking of Bo Nickel coming into MMA that's going to be like 
as long as he can develop some stand-up and he can take a punch, Bo Nickel is going to be a problem. Back to this fight. We are at 351, 350 of the second round. Looks like they're uh, opening up a little bit. Rogerio, you know, looking decent with the hand. Shogun throwing a few good kicks here and there. It looks like Shogun may be the slower of the two, even though he's about six years younger. And he doesn't he doesn't seem to like these punches from Rogerio. He's getting a little sloppy. Yeah, Homelander, the, the hands are sloppy and terrible. And that complete flop by Shogun did not look good either. Like, this looks like it should be on a Combate Americas card. And Bukaki, who was fighting uh, on the Bare Knuckle card? Was it anybody worthwhile? Like, generally, those have at least, like, one big name, don't they? I didn't even hear it was on yesterday. Yeah, Homelander, this is absolutely depressing. Like, I don't even know how to... I don't know how to feign excitement for this. Like, I really feel like I shouldn't be watching it. And I, I don't know why. It's just that feeling like it's almost... It's almost like watching the car wreck. You're like, I can't look away, but I really don't want to see someone get cut in half. And yeah, Robert, LFA do have some decent fights here and there. Um, I, I haven't been super close in watching them. Years ago, I, I would watch them here and there when I would see it. Are They're on Fight Pass, aren't they? Slide out, you're at 28. So I'm at 116, 115, 114. Speaking of bare knuckle fighting championships, when is uh, Artem the Goat Lobov's next fight? After you know he pieced up Pauli Malinaji. Yeah, Robert, I will definitely try to check out more LFA, depending on their card and when they are. Maybe we'll run a fight companion for one of those if they have a big fight. We'll have to check it out. Yeah, it's always interesting watching guys kind of coming up through their careers and then also some of the guys that have fallen out of the UFC and, and Bellator and end up in more of these kind of regional promotions.
And yeah, Bukaki is also talking about this in the in the Podbean feed as far as the bare knuckle uh, championship. The Isaac Valley got stopped by the the other guy. It's interesting with everything that's going on in the world, the way that fights have made their comeback pretty much before everything else. So we have bare knuckle cards, we have LFA cards, we have Bellator that now made their comeback last night. We have UFCs every three days. Oh, Bare Knuckle was free on YouTube. Why did I not know these things? That's probably the fact that I was watching the Bellator card, got caught up on that. I have to look for that going forward, though. Nothing else I should at least, you know, subscribe to their YouTube so it'll pop up when there's a show. So guys, everyone, how do you have this fight judged so far? Do you have it 1-1? One, one. Do you have it 2-0, Rogerio? I think Lil Nog took the second from what I remember here, but it's like, I don't know if I, like, yeah. Olander's got it 1-1. One, one. I could see that. Shogun landed a few decent kicks in the first round. And Bukaki, my thoughts on bare knuckle, it's, it's interesting. I like it's especially interesting watching some of the fights in there where you have like ex MMA people and then you have some ex boxers like like think of the Lobov Malinaji fight like who would have ever thought that Artem freaking Lobov would have a chance against any sort of professional boxer ever at anything like I wouldn't have thought it but apparently it was a thing So I guess one of those things that it's, it's fun to watch some of the damage in the, some of those fights can get kind of crazy as far as uh, some of the, some of the facial damage on some of those dudes. But uh, yeah, it's definitely something to watch. And especially when you get some of those freak show fights where people are coming from other sports, it's an interesting watch. Sly, uh, Budokai is in the YouTube chat. So he has, he has transcended from Podbean. And he is over in the YouTube chat, so I'm kind of responding to both as we are simulcasting this evening. So besides our group in the Podbean, we also have a uh, a decent little group over on the YouTube. And joking, yes, this is absolutely a sloppy fight. This is also just not very... Yeah, it's just... And it's kind of depressing. And Robert, yeah, I appreciate it. I'll, I'll do a little bit of research on Jimmy Flick here, the LFA flyweight guy. It sounds like he's had some decent wins. Uh, we'll have to see. Maybe if I can find a highlight reel or a few of his other fights. I, I don't think I've heard of the guy before. Definitely sounds like someone that I may want to hear about. Uh, I don't think Team Evil is on YouTube, uh, although I don't know what his name is on there, so maybe he is. Uh, we have a couple people in uh, in the YouTube chat right now. 
So people in the YouTube chat, I know that Aaron is bukkakied. Uh, Robert or uh, Joquin, are either of you on the other ground on MixedMartialArts.com? Or did you just find us via YouTube? And Joquin, I don't know if, if this is the last Fight Island. Like, I know this was supposed to be like the last Fight Island card. But like, I don't know with the way that the world's going, if they're going to plan a bunch of more of these, if this is going to continue. Like, I, I should probably figure these things out. I think it's an interesting idea, especially with some of the travel restrictions that are still out there, to kind of have almost this bubble like the NBA is doing in, uh, in Orlando. Like, this is kind of a cool idea to keep everyone safe. So you have the apex for pretty much all the U.S.-on-U.S. US violence. Then you got this for all the international stuff. It's, it's an interesting strategy. Shogun tried to put it on here. But I think uh, I think they're both tired. So this takedown didn't have much of a, a defense to it. Awesome, Robert. Well, we're we're glad to to have you here for pretty much all of the Saturday UFCs. We are here for the Fight Companion Live, which we start with the prelims, go all the way through. Other than that, we also do have our live podcast every day of the week at 6 p.m. Eastern. So feel free to join us if you ever want to call in and join the conversation. We use an app called Podbean, so you can download that. Um, I believe we have a link somewhere in the description here. Uh, and then you can literally call in and, and talk to us about anything that's going on in the world. Hopefully about fights. All right, Richard, have a good night, man. You're not missing much now, but, you know, main event could be a fun fight. So do we give this to Shogun for the kind of late putting it on and then the takedown? Did he take one and three? I think I probably have Shogun here with the decision. Yep, Homelander has it for Shogun. 29-28, I assume. Yep, 29-28 from Homelander. Joe Quinn found us from YouTube. I appreciate that, man. That's awesome that you stumbled across us. Definitely, yeah, definitely follow us. Uh, we will, We will always be here. We are like death and taxes. We are unavoidable every single day of the week. And Homelander makes an excellent point here, and we've been talking about... Like, I feel that we talk about this during all of our fight companions, but the judging in MMA is terrible. And I agree that, like, there really even shouldn't be a winner in this fight. Like, nobody really did a whole lot of anything. The 10-point is... It's shit, and it makes zero sense in MMA compared to the the somewhat sense it makes in boxing, but it's been ruined by corrupt judging.
Oh, well, I don't know if you guys have the commentary on, but I can hear it a little bit. The announcer trying to say that this isn't just any decision, that it's super important. Like, stop trying to shine a turd. Yep, there it was. Decision for Shogun Hua. So it sounds like Rogerio is retiring. I didn't I don't know if I heard that coming in, but I I was actually trying to kind of avoid a lot to do with this fight. But yeah, sounds like uh that's the end of of Rogerio. From what I heard in the interview, Shogun wants like two or three more fights, I guess. I don't necessarily know if that's a great idea. Yeah, I I'm with you, Homelander. Like that that is kind of a rough one for little Nog. Like it's not necessarily the way you want to go out. I mean, it's kind of cool that you get to go out with a guy that, I mean, you fought two other times. Like, you pretty much fight this guy every, like, five to seven years. Maybe they'll come back when they're both 50. Have one more fight. Maybe a grappling match. But here we go. We get past this nostalgia fight. We get into uh, a fun one. What does everybody have? We have Whitaker versus Till. We have Till with his second fight at middleweight. We have Whitaker making his comeback after being on the shelf for a while with a few things, some personal things, some... Uh, didn't he also have that bone marrow transplant? Like... Be interesting seeing if he if he's rusty at all. But I think if nothing else, if you just look at uh Homelander took till, but rooting for Whitaker. Yeah, I'm rooting for Whitaker. I I think I took Whitaker. Like I just don't know if Till is established enough at this weight class to know can he really hang? Like he's still a giant freaking dude. It's not like him coming up in weight as a, like a lot of other guys that are doing that where they just don't look the same. Like he's pretty much the anti-Kelvin Gastelum. Bukaki has uh, Robert Whitaker, which, I mean, I think we saw that one coming being, you know, where he's from and, and where old Bobby Knuckles is from. And there it's official. Antonio Rodrigo Rogerio Noguera has retired. Good for him. Guy had a 19-year a MMA career. Think about that. Getting, getting hit in the face for 19 years in a row. He deserves retirement.
All right, so how does everybody see this uh, this one shaking out? So obviously we know where the picks are. But do we think that the winner of this faces the winner of Israel Adesanya and Paulo Costa? Like, is this basically a uh, a title eliminator? Is this uh, is this the next shot at the title? What does everybody think? Right, Homelander says if Till wins, he gets the shot. What about Whitaker? Does he get does he get another shot at the title with a win, or who does he face? Let's take a look at the uh, the rankings. Who else would uh, who else would Whitaker fight? Would we would you see Whitaker have to get past maybe Cannoneer? I don't think anybody necessarily wants to see Whitaker Romero three. The winner between Brunson and Shabazian. I mean, they're number eight and nine. Calvin's number seven, but he just came off a loss. Hermanson after just getting the win. I don't know. So, home later, who do you think would be next if it's not Whitaker? I think middleweight's just kind of in a, a weird spot. Like, there's not, like, a a clear-cut, like, complete badass ready. Cannoneer? Yeah, I can see Cannoneer. Can't argue that one. Bukaki thinks that the title's going to be held up for a little bit anyway because he thinks that... uh Costa is going to KO Izzy, and then Adesanya gets an immediate rematch. Anybody else think that's going to happen? I don't know why. I could see it possibly happening that Costa wins, but, like, something about that guy. Like, uh, I don't know if I can support, like, an absolute roid monkey like that being the king of a division. Or alleged roid monkey. Uh, Joking, toughest fight for Stylebender. Like, uh, Paul Costa is a tough fight because whether you think it or not, like, UL Romero was a tough fight and Costa took it to Romero. Yes, you could have judged that fight however you're going to judge it, but. Yeah, I think someone like that where Izzy can't get into kind of the same flow he normally does because he has to respect so much of the strength of someone, I think it kind of throws off his game. I don't know who this British announcer guy is, but like his hyperbole just makes me want to turn off the volume. Don't know for the people that are watching the fights and hearing the uh, the commentary. 
like all his yeah just the way he tried to pump up shogun versus rogerio trying to pump up this fight talking about the winner becoming the king of fight island like it's just i don't know Rock G is back. Welcome back, Rock G. The person that every time I see your name, I just assume it's me. Yes, Lai, I think that's actually a common thing, just because when you scroll through... And you see R.C and then you see Rock G. Like they look very, very similar in structure. So I've done that. I've gone through through threads on on the other ground. And I'll just notice the name and I'm scrolling past it. I'm like, I don't remember ever posting in this. And of course I didn't. It was him. But of course he gets all the blame because I have the microphone right now. And Bukaki, I'm with you. Yeah, Till, if Till could work in elbows a little bit more, like they just showed a few grounded pound elbows, but if he did more of that, he's a pretty explosive guy. And I also completely agree that English commentary being like UK English commentary is terrible. But maybe that's just me. Sly, I'm not amped up. Come on now. I'm a very calm and, and nice and easygoing person. All the time. Sly, I don't think I could follow along with Arabic commentary, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's interesting to say the least. Homelander, you got dogpile for saying the Brit commentator sucks? What? He is terrible. Like, I don't like this guy. I would rather listen to John Anik call an entire card by himself than listen to this guy. And Homelander, he could be knowledgeable all he wants, but like all of the like all of the metaphors he uses and just the way that he I, I don't know what it is, but he just bothers me. Sly, this is uh middleweight 185. Interesting observation, though. The walkouts. 
and I have things turned down, but did Darren Till come out to just absolute silence? Now you have Whitaker coming out to like actual walkout music. Was that a thing? Did I just kind of miss that? Interesting. So who else does not like the nickname The Reaper for Robert Whitaker? Just doesn't sound right to me. Bukaki, he's your guy. What do you feel about The Reaper? Gotta love the candor of uh, Paul Felder on commentary. Interesting how he was talking about how, yeah, he was getting tired and falling asleep. Coincidentally, coming off of the Shogun Rosario fight, but now he's amped up. I think the same for the rest of us. I don't know if any of us really knew what to feel during that co-main event. Whitaker looking good. Definitely in shape for this fight. Not that we would expect anything else, but... This should be a fun one. Get ready for the introductions. Tale of the tape. We may as well just call this a Mike Goldberg. Because everything besides age is virtually identical. It's interesting. I think this is probably the first Darren Till fight I've seen where like his opponent looks like the very much more physically imposing guy. Like Homander's right there. Yeah. Whitaker physically looks probably the best he has he ever has. Darren Till coming in as the plus 125 underdog. Obviously not much. It's pretty much a pick em there.
Whitaker is the minus 145. So yeah, this one's pretty much a coin toss, according to Vegas. All right, boys, here we go. Main event of the evening. Forgive me if at some points we go almost silent, just knowing that I'm probably going to be holding my breath for about half of this fight. Probably looking like a coked up Chuck Liddell. Good thing we don't have a face cam on. And here we go. Till coming out, looks like he was about to throw a Superman punch and got jabbed right in the face. Another jab from Whitaker. Till looks a little more amped up here, a little more tight, I would say. Whitaker looks a, a lot more comfortable out there. Yeah, we'll see if uh, Till settles into a rhythm here. He still looks a little, little more tense out there. Whitaker in on a single after getting knocked down. I don't really know if that knockdown was really from a strike or they just kind of collided. Couldn't see what happened there, really. Shoved. Yeah, I yeah, that makes sense of what it was, Homelander. I guess I just didn't really see the, the shove very well. Whitaker looking no worse for wear, though. Pretty good little left from Till. Goes for a high kick. Whitaker really doesn't seem like he's found his range yet. We'll see how he does here. Till definitely long. Longer arms. Clinched up the cage at this point. Not a ton going on. 
don't know if Whitaker was rocked there. He just kind of slipped. But it looks like he defended a, a left well, but took kind of a, a slight stanky leg there. Still doesn't look like he can really gauge the distance very well. He's coming up short on a lot of head kicks. Not really connecting on anything with his hands either. A lot of kind of swinging and missing. It'll be interesting as this thing goes on, what that's going to look like. Nice uh, calf kick from, from Whitaker. Till acknowledges it. Till doing a lot of talking out there. Seems to be getting a little bit more comfortable. He came in pretty amped up. We'll see if there's any sort of adrenaline dump between rounds here. It looks like we're going to at least make it out of the first. Another good calf kick. Whitaker really needs to keep on that. The more he can punish that leg, the less explosive Till becomes. And I think he finds his range a little bit easier with that. We'll see if that becomes anything as far as the storyline in this fight, because he's still not finding that range. Another big left that completely whiffed. And we don't really know, is this, you know, part of the layoff that is causing, you know, Whitaker to be just a, a little bit slower, maybe a little bit off. As these rounds pile up, as we go from the first to the second, does he start to get more comfortable in that range? Does he start connecting with those shots? Because he's throwing those some bitches. At the end of the first, I think you probably end up having to give that one to Till. He had kind of that shove down, which I don't know if judges will, you know, consider it kind of a takedown. Uh, he did have that good left that seemed to kind of shake Whitaker up a little bit, but I don't know if that was a stumble or not. What about you guys? Do you see first round to Till or Whitaker? Yeah, no, Macy's right there. That was an elbow. I didn't see it in that uh, that, that first exchange. The replay here. Yeah, that was a well-placed elbow. Yeah, Till definitely takes this round then. It is 1-0 Darren Till. Yeah, that's the problem, Macy, is I, I can't hear much of the announcers. Till looking strong here at middleweight. Like the shots that he's landing on Whitaker definitely giving him some pause. Whitaker needs to keep working that calf, though. You can start to see some discoloration on that lead leg from Till. The more he can slow that down, the less of a problem he's really going to have with some of that Till explosiveness. But uh, we'll see if he goes back to it.
Still got dropped. Immediately gets into guard. So I think we're at kind of a, an evening point of this fight. You had uh, the, the first where, where Till dropped Whitaker. At the second, Whitaker drops Till. We'll see how the rest of the uh, this second round goes. For anybody following along, I'm at 337, 336, 335 of the second round. Good step over from Whitaker. Good elbow. Till just eats it, though. We'll see how much uh, how much Whitaker can do with the position. If you look in the first, Till wasn't a, wasn't able to do much from the knockdown. It was pretty much right back up. If Whitaker can kind of keep this position, land a few more elbows, maybe a couple cutting elbows, it'll be interesting how the fight goes on. Till checking his nose, maybe broken, probably not. Doesn't seem to be bleeding. I think he's okay. Till back up to his feet, up on the cage, and they are separated. Yeah, it looks like a little bit of swelling, a little bit of discoloration on Till's face. He definitely ate a few decent elbows there. Whitaker back to that calf again as well. I think this is definitely a solid path to victory for Whitaker. Keep chewing up that leg. Whitaker looking much better this second round. I think he's finally starting to get a little bit of that range. Also getting a feel for the style and power of Till here at 185. Another leg kick. Whitaker doing a good job here, just eating at that lead leg. Five-round fight. This will definitely play out in those championship rounds, even though there's no championship on the line. Whitaker definitely looking loose. He's definitely in his element at this point. Till's left hand is a freaking rocket, though. Definitely blocked there, so it wasn't really a, a huge shot, but just anything he throws with that left hand is with very much poor intentions. It'd be good to see more combinations from Till, though. He's really throwing one shot at a time. Whitaker, even when he's missing, at least he's throwing two or three shots. And here we go. End of round two. 
I've got this one round apiece. How about everybody else? Homelander's got it 1-1. One, one. Slydog has it 1-1. One, one. And the judges in Abu Dhabi may have it three rounds to zero because we cannot trust MMA judging. Rock G has it 1-1. One one. We are unanimous in our scoring. First round to Till, second round to Whitaker. We'll see how this goes. Again, Whitaker's done a great job of eating up that lead leg of Darren Till. And the longer this fight goes, the less power is going to come on that left hand from Till. Joe Quinn, I, I don't think I would give that one a 10-8. Um, there just wasn't enough damage there, really, from Whitaker. It was a solid round. Coming out right here in the third, another low kick right to that calf. He's got to keep with that. Kevin Ioli also has it 1-1. So the other ground live audience has it the same as virtually everyone that they're showing on screen. Yay us. And Pukaki, yes, Till, really, his main weapon is that left. So yeah, the more that he can eat up that left leg and kind of destroy a little bit of that plant power, that left's going to come become less and less of a, a fight ender. Sly Dog, have you ever been to Dubai? I've heard both ways that it can be kind of a a sketchy place, but also that it's just amazingly beautiful. I've definitely heard that they have, you know, per capita for the rest of the world, the most abandoned supercars on Earth. Whitaker's still just throwing wild punches. But if nothing else, he's at least, you know, giving some different looks, throwing a few shots at a time, still eating up that leg, lead leg. We'll see if at any point Till switches stances. Almost landed the high kick. A lot of feeling out here to begin the third. Wicker with a decent jab there.
Oh, good left hand over the top by Whitaker. Till just ate it. Till still doing a lot of talking out there. Looks like he's just trying to get Whitaker to open up, throw some of that wild stuff, and try to capitalize, but Whitaker not falling for it thus far. Still, still controlling the distance pretty well, still peppering in those leg kicks here and there. I think I probably have this round of Whitaker still. Shoots in, decent single, gives it up, left over the top. Whitaker showing a great fight IQ here. Coming in with a game plan. Definitely not abandoning it. Another leg kick. I would love to see those numbers. UFC truck, I know that you're listening. Can we put up the, uh, the leg kick numbers? Pretty please. Another good left by Whitaker. We're definitely getting to the point in the fight that Till's going to have to start opening up a little bit more as opposed to just trying to counter. With that, we'll see uh, see if Whitaker can capitalize. Shoots another single. Gets him against the cage, trying to work to a double. Doesn't have it. Definitely a smart move by Whitaker, though. Kind of keep that threat of the takedown out there, especially knowing uh, back in the second, he was able to get that takedown and cause some damage to Till's face. You can definitely see some uh, some facial damage there on the right eye. And he's been uh, favoring his nose a bit as well. But here we go. Third is just about over 2-1, and it is. We will go to the championship rounds. So based on that, I mean, that was a relatively close round. I think if I was actually judging the thing, that one would have been close to a 10-10. Neither guy really did much of anything. You had Whitaker shoot in on a couple, couple takedown attempts that were unsuccessful. Did some decent jobs with the leg kicks, but there wasn't a lot of damage there. Like, I might see this as a 10-10. Uh, but I think if I'm one of the judges in Abu Dhabi, I may give that to Whitaker. How about you guys? What do you see uh, the third round going to? Do you see it going to Whitaker or Till? I think we had it 1-1 after two. Rock G had it 2-1 Whitaker. I could definitely see that. Wasn't a lot of output from Till in the third, but good 1-2 there from Till.
And Joe Quinn has it 2-1 Whitaker. Yeah, I think everyone that has responded has it 2-1 Whitaker. I don't know why I would almost give that third round a 10-10. I see it almost equal at this point. But if you pointed a gun to my head and said I had to give someone a 9 and someone a 10, I would probably score for Whitaker as well. Till still relatively inactive here, not opening up a ton, knowing that he may be down 2-1. Whitaker still chopping here and there with a few, a few of those calf kicks. Slide with the observation that Whitaker's keeping his guard down. Yeah, for the most part, he's making Dill or making Till fight a defensive fight here. He's kind of dictating, you know, when the exchanges are. Whitaker misses with about his 14th high kick of the fight. Oh, Till coming in, throwing bombs. Connects on a couple of them. Whitaker, Whitaker eating them like a pro. Whitaker a little light on output here in the fourth. Probably the best flurry was that one-two from uh, from Till earlier on in the round. He also had a, a probably about a three or four punch combo there that rung Whitaker a bit. But here we are under two minutes to go in the fourth. This is definitely anyone's fight. Whitaker taking kind of a sloppy single there. very interesting like even with these guys being relatively the same size you can see that you can see that reach advantage for till whitaker's having a hard time really connecting with many of those punches he's just outside of range here Good short uppercut by Whitaker after attempting a beginner's headlock takeover that obviously didn't work. There's a decent single. Will he able to? Nope, didn't get it. Decent knee off the break. Also decent uh, overhand. Looks like overhand left that Whitaker was able to land. Whitaker coming on stronger here at the end of the round connects with the right as well. 
With a round like this, there wasn't a lot of action. Whitaker may be stealing this here in the last 30 seconds. All right, definitely going to go to the fifth and final round. What do you guys think in this one? Till probably took the first couple minutes of that round, but Whitaker did come back in the final minute looking to steal. If this was Whitaker's round, Darren Till needs a finish in the fifth, but who knows with the judging. Rock G's got a 3-1, Robert Whitaker. Looking at the two corners, Whitaker looks like the uh, the fresher fighter. But Till always looks a little odd. And here is the fifth and deciding round. Whitaker winning the leg strikes 20 to 7. We'll see if those pay off. Joker has it 2 to 2. I could see some people giving till the fourth. You definitely didn't don't know with these judges. I think if I had to give it you know, one round to, to each person. I would probably have it 3-1 Whitaker, but I wouldn't argue 2-2. Two, two. Till has landed with a, a couple good punches here to start the fifth. Doesn't seem to be slowing Whitaker down any. Homelander's got it 2-2. Two, two. This definitely could be the take all round. Till's probably taking it so far. Both Bilal Muhammad and Caitlin Shikagian both have it 2-2 going into the fifth. And I absolutely agree. Third round was, was very, very close. You had a couple good flurries by Till. You had a couple decent flurries by Whitaker. Um, a couple shots that he got in on, didn't get the takedown, but he did on the break land a few de decent shots. Tail with a decent one, too. This is going to be razor thin unless someone really comes on. Macy has it 2-2. Great single into a double by Whitaker, but pretty much just gets shucked off. I think if he would have kept driving on that, he would have had that takedown. 
definitely the interesting thing looking at some of these guys that aren't necessarily super high level wrestlers how they'll really take that first shot and really don't have that transition like starting with the single working to the double heading back to a single if people just kept working on these it's amazing how many times you can get someone get someone down on you know your second third or even fourth reshot Tail another one, too. It's just Whitaker right on the jaw with that left. Nothing else. You just look at pure damage output. Till looks the worst off of the two fighters, but he might be winning this. Coming down to the last minute, let's see who let's see who just goes balls out here because this is still a winnable round for either guy. Whitaker again in on a single and uses it to to throw a left on the break. It's interesting on a lot of the shots here. It almost looks like he's not even really going for the shot. It's almost like a shot faint. He'll just grab that leg and throw a strike. Looks like Till cut cut Whitaker's ear. Oh, Whitaker finally actually takes that single and gets a takedown. Till right back up to his feet, though. Whitaker has his back. He needs to get this to the ground to secure that wind. Takes him back down. It doesn't help that Whitaker's bleeding like a stuck pig from the ear. Definitely making it slippery here. So who do you give this to? Another good elbow by Till at the end. But you also get the takedown from Whitaker and really controlling the last minute. All right, guys, that is the end of the fight. Who does everybody have? Does this go to Till? Does this go to Whitaker? What do you have the scorecards? Homelander has it 48-47 Till. Sly Dog has it to Whitaker. I'm assuming probably 48-47. Anybody else want to take a take a venture at who ends up winning this? We haven't had too many decisions on the card tonight. So it's hard to get a feeling of what these judges are really looking at. Rock G thinks Whitaker takes it. Macy thinks it's a draw. 
I think I think Whitaker takes it 48-47. There it is. Whitaker 48-47. Unanimous decision. Hell of a fight here. Till with an excellent showing against a former champion and only a second fight in the division. Yeah, I don't think anybody can really complain about this one. Excellent fight. Either guy that won that, yeah, you can't really you can't really make too much of an argument here. But we will see. I think we've talked about who's next after Izzy versus Costa. Few people think Cannoneer. Some people think that the winner of this could take it. It'll be interesting to say, or interesting to see. However, it is 11.30 here on the East Coast. These fights are now officially over. So everyone, I think this means the fight companion is officially over. So everyone that joined us through the evening want to give a special shout out there to Homelander for calling in, for Slide calling in, being here. Everyone that's joined us in the chat, both in Podbean and on YouTube. Definitely Homelander for joining both in the, uh, the audio and then also just during the fights here hanging out. We appreciate everyone. We even appreciate you, Macy. If you are the real Macy or if you're a fake Macy or if you are the Macy store, thanks for being here. But from Big Dalton, this has been the Otherground Live Fight Companion, UFC Fight Island 3. Everyone, we will be back tomorrow evening with the normal Otherground Live podcast at 6 p.m. Eastern. We will talk about any fallout from the fights. We will probably slightly make fun of Jay for going to bed so early. But uh, yeah, thank you everyone for showing up. And as always in filling out any of these, a big gigantic fuck all y'all. And as Cartman would say, Good night everybody. Thank you.